Good morning, my good friends. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome uh, to my live stream. Welcome to my first ever podcast. Welcome. Uh, it is uh, January uh, 28, 2018, and it is 8.20 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I am in the city of industry. Oh, it is probably about 15, uh, 12 miles uh, east. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 12 miles east of downtown Los Angeles. Again, uh, welcome to my um, first ever podcast. Welcome to my uh, live stream on Periscope. And of course, I will post it. Um, uh, I will post the uh, uh, recordings of this um, of this live stream on uh, on many different uh, platforms uh, later on. We have I have a full I have a full uh, live stream for us today. We're going to talk about uh, various uh, various different things. We will talk about uh, uh, at the end men and the gender war. Um, it's a very interesting subject. I received a very interesting response to my uh, uh, to my video about alternative uh, lifestyle uh, BDSM that I did last year, about a year and a half ago, actually, from a uh, from an interesting lady by the name of Vivian, uh, who criticized Western men and their inability to relate to women, which I think is very relevant. But I'll save it for the last. Um, let's, uh, we'll talk about the wall and uh, why we need the wall. Uh, we'll talk about the corruption of uh, Washington, D.C., uh, the swamp. And uh, there are some correlations to what happened in the late uh, ancient Roman Republic. Uh, Cicero and Catiline conspiracy. Um, most of us never heard of it, but it's something that already happened in history. Uh, also, we'll talk about the gridlock that we're going to have in Washington, D.C., because Congress is now, uh, has been won by the Democrat Nazis, and no matter, I mean, they're after power. They're purely, purely after power. They're not interested in anything else besides power, and uh, it looks like probably courts would have to decide, and it's not the first time in American history. Uh, that that has happened. Um, anyway, so um, let's uh, start with the wall and uh, the illegals. And again, welcome to my live stream. Uh, welcome to my first ever podcast. My name is Andre Lefevre. Uh I am an extreme libertarian, and I like to mouth off on things political, things uh, cultural, uh, things uh, interesting. I am, and let me bring this up, and uh, since I'm not used to podcasting, I am on um, uh, cornell.edu, uh, uh, Legal Information Institute, and of course those uh, of you who are watching uh, my live stream can see it, uh, uh, 8 U.S. Code uh, 1158, Asylum. And let me read this to you. Authority to apply for asylum. Uh, one, in general. Any alien who is physically present in the United States or who arrives in the United States, whether or not is a designated port of arrival, uh, and including an alien who is brought to the United States after arriving, being interdicted in international or United States waters, irrespective of such alien status, may apply for asylum in accordance with this section or where applicable. Okay. 
let's translate this to English. Um, what the law says that if anyone steps on the U.S. soil, legally or illegally, and claims asylum, they cannot be deported. They would need to be processed, and I think there's a 30-day uh, process, and then they'll be issued a uh, summons or whatever the legal name for uh, for the uh, uh, order to appear in front of a judge. And most of those people, of course, just melt into the U.S. population and, uh, and never appear. Why do Democrat Nazis want the illegals? to come here? Why do they bus them uh, from Central America and other parts of the world in the caravans to Central America? They simply want to replace us, the middle class, middle class men and women. Uh, so they'll be compliant uh, slave-like voting bloc and give them as much power as they can. And if you don't think that the today's Democrat Party uh, is pretty much a Nazi slash communist slash socialist slash uh, power at all costs party, um, I think you've been uh, sleeping and uh, you've been taking some drugs uh, that altered your mind. Um, if I suggest read uh, Huxley's The Brave, Brave New World. That's the vision uh, that today's Democrat uh, party has for our, <coughs> uh, for our society or something close to it. Um, anyways, the reason for the wall is not is not only symbolic. We need the wall for a very, very, very precise reason. We need the wall uh, so people cannot they simply they simply cannot cannot step on the U.S. soil and invoke uh, this particular asylum law. That's why we need the wall. Why this is why why President Trump uh, is willing to die on that hill. That's why he shut down the government. And by the way, it looks like uh, it looks like the uh, Demo uh, Democrat Party is losing on that one, since uh, the so-called shutdown of uh, the government is not really uh, shutdown of uh, the government. All right, let's uh, let's uh, switch gears a little bit. And let's talk about the big tech censorship and the corrupt U.S. Justice Department. And um, um, it is obvious, it is obvious that legislative branch and executive branch cannot, cannot resolve this. And by the way, um, in case you just joined us, I am uh, Andre Lefevre, Extreme Libertarian. This is my first ever podcast, and this is uh, my live stream. Uh, that I've been doing for a year and a half now. Uh, first time I'm doing the podcast. Again, name is Andre Lefevre. I'm an extreme libertarian, and I like to mouth off on things political, things and uh, things interesting, things cultural. So it is uh, the fact uh, uh, the the fact that uh, big tech uh, big tech censors uh, censors the conservatives and libertarians. And anybody who is not walking in the lockstep with the um, uh, with the Democrat Nazis is is, uh, is old news. Uh, the only people who deny it are the ones that are either stupid or the ones are actually uh, are the Democrat Nazis and pretend uh, and wanna 
waging information war on us, uh, portraying themselves as something that they're not. And they want uh, us to think that they're benevolent and uh, warm and fuzzy, which is nothing of the sort. Uh, they are after raw power, and they want to rule us with the iron fist, not even in a velvet glove. Right now, they may uh, appear to be all uh, warm and fuzzy, but as the Chinese during the Cultural Revolution, or or uh, Russians under Joseph Stalin, or uh, Cambodians during the Pol Pot, uh, and ask them how good uh, that particular ideology worked out for them. And American uh, Democrat Nazis have the same ideology. Why do I call them Nazis? Because uh, Adolf Hitler and uh, the uh, National Socialist Party had the same ideology. It was slightly different uh, groups of oppressors than uh, the communist ideology. They believed in Aryan uh, race uh, that was, uh, was supposed to be oppressed by Jews and gypsies. So uh, in their infinite wisdom, they decided to uh, exterminate Jews and gypsies. What Democrat Nazis think that uh, people of European descent are oppressing everybody else. So. I won't be surprised that pretty soon. I mean, there are calls. You can you can see in calls for uh, uh, for uh, for white people to be, especially white men, to be exterminated. Uh, at worst, and at best, to be uh, in the back of the line, which which is happening in our society, which is pure uh, pure Nazi ideas. They just uh, just changed the um, DNA makeup of the uh, oppressor group from being Jews and Gypsies to being uh, to being Caucasians. Um, that's the whole problem with that collectivist ideology is that they don't look at the individuals, they just look at the, uh, at the groups and arbitrarily assign, uh, assign evilness, if you will, uh, to, um, to certain groups. But anyways, I am on uh, thehill.com, uh, Big Tech Censorship, Censorship of Conservatives, Users is Alive and Well. I'm not going to read the whole uh, article to you or any of it, but the headline <coughs> from The Hill especially, is, uh, is, uh, is, very, is, is very telling. Um, it is impossible for the next two years, at least, for neither Donald Trump nor Congress uh, to pass any laws to curtail Google, Facebook, um, uh, Twitter, uh, to the to the human standards of free speech, they they simply don't believe in First Amendment. Uh, I am practicing something illegal right now. I'm practicing the First Amendment. It's not legal in the United States anymore. Um, people have been fired for saying normal things, uh, such as uh, a biological uh, woman. I mean, the recently I saw on uh, on Tucker Carlson. A teacher, a high school teacher, was fired because he didn't want to acknowledge that uh, a uh, girl who, who claimed to be a boy was a boy. Uh, to him, a um, genetically born uh, female is a female, and he was fired for that. So, telling the obvious, telling the truth, telling your mind, practicing First Amendment is illegal. Uh, it is obvious to me, it is obvious to me that in uh, today's environment, political environment, there is no way legislative branch or Donald Trump can change any of it. So it, um, it lies into courts. 
lawsuits needed to be brought in, and I, I do believe there are many lawsuits pending by uh, Alex Jones uh, has lawsuits pending. Um, the uh, Dennis Prager of uh, PragerU has several lawsuits, and uh, from what I understand, there are multitudes of others. I, I don't have at my fingertips all the names and uh, all the um, all the cases, but it boils down to it is that Google, especially on its YouTube branch, and Facebook and Twitter lie to us when they say they welcome free speech and all opinions. Uh, they de facto became the publishers. They decide what they want to publish or what they do not. And that leads to severe limitations of what they can do. Uh, if they continue claiming that they're uh, their uh, rules of service, that they are, uh, they are um, uh, just in the uh, just impartial uh, platforms. I think it's a little unreasonable to see sometime in a future course decide that they are utilities and fall under the uh, proper regulations, where uh, U.S. courts and U.S. law enforcement will simply force them to let people like myself publish. And I have noticed a severe shadow banning of my videos on uh, on YouTube and. Um, severe shadow banning of my live streams on uh, on Periscope. Not going to go into it, but uh, when, uh, when all of a sudden uh, over the period of a month or two you have a drop of 90%, um, I doubt that 90% of my listeners and my viewers all of a sudden decided that they don't like me anymore. And I don't make any money on it. I'm a true, uh, I'm a true citizen journalist. I just uh, I do this uh, as a hobby. Uh, right now, I came in early in the morning to my office, and I thought I'd just uh, do a live stream for, for 20, 30 minutes. But anyways, be, be that as it may, uh, this is not the first time in, in, the, um, uh, in, uh, in the American history uh, that uh, something like that happened. Most people don't realize that there was a, um, uh, there was a cartel called, um, uh, called Al Alam, um, and... Um, it was, uh, and I am uh, right now. If you uh, if you watch, if you listen to my podcast, you can't see it. Uh, but I am on i uh, i presearch dot com. There is a good article on it. it says Henry Ford killed the first uh, uh, patent troll. And basically, I'm going to summarize that. I'm going to read the article. Uh, at the at the late 19th century of 20th 20th century, there was a cartel called Al. AM uh, that claim that they have a patent or on any vehicle that has four wheels. So any car manufacturer had to pay them royalties, and if you and of course that would e increase the price of the vehicle ex exponentially. So in the reality, unless you uh, you became you paid the extortion fee to the ALAM, you couldn't sell um, you couldn't sell cars in the United States. And uh, Henry Ford went uh, went to court. And let me read the article. <coughs> it's called "Henry Ford Killed the First uh, uh, Patient um, uh, Troll." And let me enlarge this a little bit so I can see it better. Um, arguably, uh, and I'm reading the article. Uh, arguably, one of the first uh, patent uh, trolls was George B. Selden. In uh, 1878, uh, Selden uh, designed a one-cylinder um, gasoline-powered engine, which uh, uh, featured an enclosed crankshaft. The next year, he fil filed for a patent 
not only for the engine, but also for the use of a four-walled automobile. Knowing uh, that no one at the time could make such a contraption, uh, Seiden uh, embarked on a 16-year campaign of uh, uh, filing frivolous amendments to his uh, uh, patent application. Some of his amendments reportedly were as simple as changing the word "and" to "the." By 1895, companies were racing one another to produce automobiles, and at the same time, uh, Seiden's patent were granted. The Seiden um, <coughs> road engine patent uh, 549160. The patent covered the production of sales, simple and cheap road uh, automotive, light and weight, easy to control, possessed of sufficient power to overcome any ordinary inclination. It would have uh, a steering mechanism, either one or several cylinders, a clutch, a brake, and so forth. Despite being uh, rather vague, it was sufficient for the time. Consequently, George Seiden, despite never having go, um, gone into production with a working model of an automobile, has a credible claim to have patented automobile in 1895. Uh, Seiden uh, incredibly obtained the patent uh, for the idea of the car. In, uh, uh, in 1899, financier William Whitney was interested in buying a car company, but first uh, conducted the patent uh, research. It led him to Seiden uh, Whitney purchase Seiden patent for uh, $10,000 and 5% of royalty income. Uh, I'm not going to uh, read the whole uh, uh, the whole article for you, but you get uh, but you get the idea. Uh, it took Henry Ford many years of court uh, uh, fights, and he finally won. He broke the monopoly of ALAM, and of course you know that right now the Ford is one of the hugest. Uh, one of the largest automobile companies in the world. But this is how he started. Uh, I mean, he was an incredibly talented engineer. He tested his, his, first, um, uh, his first engine in his kitchen. He actually did test it in his kitchen. Um, uh, from what I understand, he invented uh, the spark plug. And again, he tested it in his kitchen because that's where the electricity uh, was. His wife... Uh, had to hold something for him to see if it worked. And I've, well, I remember reading many different things about him. Um, the man himself, Henry Ford, was an incredible man. I mean, the first car he built, he built inside a garage, and, garage, uh, he, and he couldn't get out of it, so he had to take out a wall in order to get the car out of the, uh, out of the garage. So <clears throat> we are, and, and, and I understand, of course, uh, uh, and I understand, of course, that things uh, uh, that things are different in 2018 than they were in uh, uh, in uh, 19 uh, in 1905. But the idea is the same. You have a monopoly, which is Google, um, Periscope, uh, Facebook, that are stifling speech. <coughs> if uh, in the uh, Henry Ford's time they were stifling the right of Americans to buy what they wanted and to move about how they wanted. Um, arguably, uh, today uh, the situation is much worse. They're after something very basic. They're after our speech and our ability uh, to have independent thoughts. And uh, courts will have to decide that one. And, and I'm pretty confident that uh, the courts will, uh, will, decide, uh, will decide our way. I, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty confident that um, as time goes by, I don't know if it's going to take two years, 
uh, four years, five years, ten years, twenty years. But eventually, just like uh, Rock, uh, Rockefeller and Standard Oil and um, U.S. Steel, uh, what was it called before it became a U.S. Steel? All of them were broken up because they broke antitrust laws. The same way the Silicon Valley giants will be broken up. And then just a question: How hard we, the middle class men, are going to push our uh, uh, the executive branch and our uh, uh, our courts and uh, and our elected uh, officials to do something about it? Um, but I think I think the time is on our side. Uh, I really don't know anyone. Even people who work for the big tech, <coughs> who actually like them, doesn't matter. They have uh, they have become the moral pariahs of uh, American culture. You know, people on top don't really understand it, how much they're disliked. But I challenge you to find somebody who likes Google, who likes Facebook, or who likes Twitter and how they're run. There's there's simply so very few people who actually do. All right, moving on. Um, there are parallels. There are parallels uh, to what's going on uh, uh, to what's going on in Washington. Uh, it's not the first time. It's not the first time that uh, in history uh, that you had a group of um, uh, you had a group of entrenched bureaucrats, entrenched uh, power elites that wanted to, uh, uh, to wanted to change the order of things in order to further their own careers. Um, I am, <coughs> I am a, on a ancient uh, history encyclopedia. It's ancient uh, edu, Cicero and Catiline conspiracy. Uh, again, if you're listening to a podcast, you can't see it, but I am on Ancient History Encyclopedia page, Cicero and Catiline Conspiracy. Um, and, and I'm going to be brief about this. Uh, in Ancient Rome, in uh, I believe it was the end of the second century before Christ, uh, Cicero, who was uh, one of the upstarts uh, in the... In the in then the Roman Senate decided to make a name for himself. So single-handedly he made up a conspiracy by one of the old aristocrats uh, by the name of Catiline. And Catiline was a populist, just uh, in, in just like um, our president is. He, uh, what was happening back then in Rome is that the, <clears throat> the old aristocracy was by crook or by uh, hook was acquiring uh, the freeholder estates, small farm, small farms, and uh, organizing them into large plantations. We call them latifundia. There was slave, uh, slave work, uh, reminiscent of what later happened in the South. And um, Catiline was championing the um, uh, the championing the small farmers. And to add insult uh, to injury, most of those small farmers were losing their farms because they fought in endless foreign wars that uh, Rome fought. So imagine you are a farmer. You are basically conscripted into the army to fight in North Africa uh, in the Punic Wars. And while you're fighting there, you can't uh, make money. Your uh, family is hungry. Uh, your wife has children because your own money is being sold into slavery uh, on the auction block and your land is being sold by a uh, some aristocrat. 
that was exactly what was happening in Rome. It, it, it's, not, uh, it's not a lot of different from the direction that Democrat Party is taking us uh, in the United States. Granted, we don't have slavery anymore, but they prevent, prevent the small businesses into growing, into the progressive taxation and, uh, and over-regulations. That's their thing. Uh, environmental regulations and zoning regulations and all other kinds of regulations have nothing to do, have nothing to do with protecting the public. They have everything to do with protecting large corporations. And um, at the end, um, Catiline uh, did not fare very well, and neither did Cicero, who was actually killed on the orders of uh, no other than uh, Julius Caesar. I just thought it was an interesting, uh, an interesting uh, side that uh, that I would have on this one. And uh, uh, the last but not least, I'd like to ta I'd like to talk uh, about men and gender wars. And again, if you just joined us, uh, my name is Andre Lefevre. I am an independent journalist. Uh, I'm a total uh, amateur. I don't get paid for this. I just came in early in the morning to the office to do a live stream, and this is my first ever podcast. Uh, I like to mouth off on things political, things cultural, uh, things uh, interesting, and of course, um, I have a certain point of view. Well, um, about uh, a year ago, uh, I did a, uh, about a year and a half ago, I did a video. Uh, about the role of women in uh, the alternative lifestyle. And in that video, my point was very simple. <clears throat> is uh, that uh, <clears throat> there is an adaptation that uh, that ladies have, that female gender has. Uh, it's generally, let me, excuse me, <coughs> there's something in my throat. Some green tea. Uh, an adaptation, it manifests itself uh, during kidnappings very, very sharply. It's called Stockholm Syndrome, where the uh, captured, um, kidnapped women very quickly, uh, uh, very quickly, uh, psychologically become friends with the captors and uh, take their side. And it, it's just an adaptation that uh, Homo sapiens uh, female gender has. Uh, uh, ladies that have an exaggerated uh, Stockholm Syndrome uh, um, gene, I suppose, uh, they're very attracted to the BDSM alternative lifestyles because they're looking to submit to somebody. It doesn't mean they have no self-respect, it doesn't mean they're stupid, uh, it's just they, uh, they just enjoy being submitted to a man. And I did a video about this. And uh, back then I was trolling um, MGTOW, men going their own way, kind of a stupid liberal uh, uh, internet group that hates uh, women, uh, usually loser men who can't attract women on their own, they just spend their time hating them. <coughs> so, uh, I got a, um, uh, a young woman, uh, I don't know if she's young, by the name of Vivian, uh, saw my video about a week ago and left me a note. So, and uh, let me let me read the note she left me. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Western men reject uh, the women who submit to them. They hate authentic submission. It is uh, abhorrent to him, abhorrent to them. Uh, 
they do not they do not recognize femininity and they detest and uh, are are repulsed by femininity they do not realize that they are actually driving submissive women away they hate femininity and they hate submission from women they have a different definition of submission and femininity than what reality dictates and so they cannot form lasting bonds or get respect they focus on the negative and uh, have uh, and have uh, no uh, let me see They focus on the negative. I guess that was that was uh, that 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 was it. Uh, one second here. Oh, they focus on the negative and have uh, no acknowledgement of their own self uh, sabotaging behaviors. You can't explain it to them because they uh, uh, they want. And you should not listen to women. So they shoot themselves in the foot. So I'm sorry, I mangled that one. Uh, but basically, her gist is, is that Western men have been brainwashed, being lazy, and not quite understanding that uh, women, at least majority of women, actually want, and I don't know how to use another word, submit to a man. They want a man to take care of them. And they want uh, a man uh, to protect them from the cruel world. Uh, I want to expand a little bit on that because that has uh, really nothing to do with alternative lifestyle. <clears throat> what people do in their own bedroom is their business. Uh, if they into whips and chains and if into role playing, uh, you know, fantasy submission, fantasy domination doesn't matter. But there are certain facts. For hundreds of thousands of years, men were charged in protecting women and supporting them. Men went out risk their lives so they can feed their families, so their women are warm, safe, secure, and happy. And um, our elites, starting with 19th century and Industrial Revolution, did not like that. They didn't like the idea of free, independent men having women loyal to us and not to the state or not to the employer because um, as Industrial Revolution uh, started <coughs> gathering steam uh, the power elites needed worker bees and if you look at the history of uh, mining in England uh, the first miners were women and children because they worked cheap and they were easy to control um, Industrialists broke the guild system, and they broke the existing system of uh, uh, of guilds and uh, small uh, independent masters. They turned the people into machines, and that uh, process accelerated in the 20th century <coughs> and to uh, the 21st century. Uh, Democrat Party spearheads the system. Uh, Democrat Party represents. Uh, represents the large corporations. They represent the whole idea that individual is worthless. Uh, it is in their practical interest for people not to form families. Uh, in 1960s and 70s, uh, and I'm not sure how that was possible, but uh, 
it did happen. American men rejected the idea that they are responsible for their wives and for their children. Somehow they accepted the, the fact that somehow women have full agency uh, and they uh, can uh, productively compete against men. And of course women cannot. Um, I find that uh, abhorrent. I, I find that very cruel. Feminism has nothing to do with protection of women. It has everything to do with breaking up of families. Have everything to do with the parties taking control of both men and women. Because when men and a woman form a family, they cooperate with each other. Uh, family is not something where men and women compete against each other. They complement each other. Men and women have different strength, and I think it, it's in our biology. And of course, the Democrat, the Nazis, <coughs> the Marxist liberals uh, just just cannot uh, just cannot stand that because then there's no place for them. There's no place for them at all. I, I really urge you uh, to read the Huxley's The Brave New World. It really crystallizes the I, uh, crystallizes the. <coughs> excuse me, something's in my throat. It really crystallizes the uh, uh, ideal society according to the power elites. Uh, this is why we have a gender war, and I really don't. I really think that women cannot fix it. We men basically threw threw them uh, to the curb. We forced them to compete against us. We were brainwashed. We uh, believed that women are just as good. We thought, oh, goody, goody, we're going to get free uh, sex. Uh, we're gonna, uh, we can have sex with a woman, and then we don't have to marry them, and therefore it's free, and we don't have to pay for it. Well, guess what? sex uh, with women who like casual sex ain't that good. And if you think we as men are not paying for it, since we pay most of the taxes, guess what? We're still paying for it. We pay for uh, single moms who are on welfare. We pay uh, taxes so hundreds of thousands of women work for the government servicing those uh, single mothers who are on welfare. So basically we're paying a lot of money in taxes and we don't get to have sex with those women. So um, I'm really hoping that the traditional marriage will come back, and I really hope that men will stop bitching about uh, the fact that somehow there's something wrong with women and feminists, and simply work hard, make uh, <coughs> excuse me, make uh, make success out of ourselves, and be able to afford the family. In my view. As a man, and you know what I, I practice what I uh, what I preach, but I made a lot of mistakes. I I have been divorced twice until I finally found the lady and found in myself understanding that I really need to support my family. Um, it doesn't make sense to marry a woman or have a living relationship with a woman uh, unless you can afford to pay all the bills. Uh, you know what? All the details of how men and women get together are really none of my business. Uh, I, I'm not prepared to criticize any individual, but in general, in general, if a man uh, relies on a woman to pay half the bills, uh, that particular marriage uh, ain't going to be a very happy one.
Uh, there are exceptions, of course, but generally speaking, ain't going to be. Um, listen, uh, uh, ladies and gents, I really appreciate you uh, joining me. Uh, again, this is my first ever podcast, and this is my live stream. Uh, I am on my website, wildnews.us. Uh, please check it out. Uh, if uh, you want to get in contact with me, just click on the contact info in my email. And actually, my phone number is there, but I suggest don't call me unless uh, uh, unless uh, unless you know me. Uh, just email me. But you know, people have called, and I, if I have time, I, I'm I'll be more than happy uh, to uh, to speak to uh, 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 to speak to somebody. Um, anyway, it's time for me to uh, get to work. My voice is uh, absolutely gone. Um, not sure why. Um, God bless you. God bless you. Thank you very much for uh, uh, for listening to my podcast and for watching me on my live stream or if you're watching a video, watching a video. Uh, God bless you and uh, have a blessed day. Uh, bye-bye.